It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, welcome to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. One of us has had Rocky Mountain Oysters, the other is Tom. You can get Rocky Mountain Oysters in U- in Utah? Yeah, do you know what they are? No, are they the fish? The no. <laughs> I got really excited for a second there. Because when you find out what they really are, you're, you're not going to be excited. Oh, man, fresh oysters right off the rocks? These ain't oysters, and they come off a bull. Of a bull? Yeah. B-U-L-L? Yeah. I didn't know bulls had oysters. You know what? Let's just take some a little time. Do you have your phone right there? I do. Why don't you Google Rocky Mountain oysters? Yeah. What are Rocky Mountain oysters? Radio. And while he's doing that, we'll tell you that Dadtastic is a podcast about two dads. I'm a divorced dad. I have three kids. Tom's a newlywed. He's got a newborn. He's Googling up Rocky Mountain oysters. I think this is going to be very good. Okay, so I'll, I'll just share with everybody that, that's probably in my boat, unaware of what a Rocky Mountain oyster is. Yeah. The first sentence that pops up when you Google Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh-huh. Rocky Mountain oysters or mountain oysters or meatballs, <laughs> also known as prairie oysters in Canada, is a dish made of bull testicles. <laughs> yeah. I, my dad made me try them when I was a kid. Now, here's the story. We used to go up to Grand Targhee every winter for a ski vacation, and they had the best uh, like chocolate mousse mud pie I've ever had. Mm. And my dad was kind of the dad that would wanted to dare his kids to do things, and you know he we worked on the reward system. You do this, you get this. Sure. So we at one time tried the 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 mousse, the mud pie, and it was exquisite. And when we were driving up there, all we could think about was going to this place to get this mud pie, this mousse. And so we got there, and my dad goes, hey, before we get that, I want you to try these. And he goes, have you ever had Rocky Mountain oysters? And we're like, no, we have no idea what it is. So he orders them. They come out. We read the menu, and we find out what they are. And we were like, no, I'm, no, I'm not eating that at all. He goes, well, if you want the moose, you got to try these. He goes, you don't have to eat them, but you got to at least try them. It's kind of like a no thank you bite. You don't know you don't like them because you've never tried them. Right. And so we were like, okay, I really wanted that moose. And so I was like, I'm going to try them. So here's the deal. I tried them. Okay, so the plot thickens, though, because on what I'm reading, it says the organs are often deep fried. Yeah. So you had deep fried bull um, testicles. Testicles. Yeah. So if, I feel like if it's deep fried, it can't taste that bad, especially if there's a dipping sauce. Was there a sauce? There was, there was, a, there was a sauce, yeah. And I don't remember what sauce. It was probably a ranch or maybe a blue cheese. I don't know what, I don't know what testicles go with, what sauce. Mm. So how'd it turn out? Well, I ended up puking and not being able to eat the dessert. Okay. Yeah. So you, oh, dear. Yeah. That's a shame. But then I tried them again and once again in college. Uh-huh. 
and they were deep fried and I think my stomach had matured and maybe my mindset had and they tasted like chicken nuggets. They weren't bad. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what it sounds like, deep fried bull testicles. So what happens is that in my fraternity, there was a bunch of us and one of the older alumni owned a cattle farm and so we had to go up there for calfing season and that's when they take the, the boys, if you will. Yeah. And they would just take them off right there throw them in a bucket, and when we got done branding all the calves and taking the boys off, they started a fire. They cooked them. Cooked them. And ate them. Yeah. So this is what um, this is what farmers do. Yeah. This is well, common. I'm, maybe not every farmer, but this guy did it, and I think it's probably pretty standard practice. Huh. Would, well, you, would you like to try them? I, I would. Like I said on this podcast before, really, I'll do anything, but I won't skydive. Ah, I won't do that. But I'll I'll try. I'll eat. I lived in Japan for six years. What's the weirdest thing you've had in your mouth? Oh man, like whale, whales up there. Was whale good? Chewy, rubbery, rubbery. It wasn't great, but it didn't really have like it wasn't that. It didn't taste horrible, but it was an uncomfortable, um, uh, you know, feeling. Yeah, you know. Um, I forget that you lived in Japan. So let's talk about that a little bit. Is the sushi here in Utah like the sushi in Japan? No. No, it's not. Um, it's just that the fish in Japan is so fresh that if you were to put like a slice of a raw fish, what they call sashimi, uh, on your tongue in Japan, it it feels as though this, the, the fish melts on your tongue. Oh, really? Yeah. Whereas it's just – it's impossible out here – uh, unless you catch the fish yourself mm-hmm. uh, for that for that to happen because it, the, the fish has come from, I imagine, the Pacific Ocean and it's kind of had to be hauled in and um, uh, and it's just not quite as fresh. But the, the sushi out here is still pretty good. But I prefer the sushi certainly in Japan. And really, if I'm, um, if I'm on the coast, yeah. anywhere, Australia, in California on the coastline, I always eat a lot of fish because I assume the fish is somewhat fresh. Um, and there's a different case when you go to a, a fish restaurant or uh, or a seafood restaurant. You you always ask them, is this fish uh, fresh or fresh frozen? Because ah. they'll say this is fresh frozen, which it, it means it's been fro- it's been frozen before, and it's not nearly as fresh as fresh. I know. In a past life, when I used to do a lot of TV spots, I would go to Market Street uh, Grill, Grill, and a lot of their fish is flown in daily, fresh. Yeah. And they've got really good fish. They do a kind of a, a lobster sale at the at beginning of the summer that's amazing. Nice. And they've got some great salmon. Um, I, I really like that. But I don't want to talk about food so much on this episode because, as we have found out, you've got somewhat of a gopher problem. I, I do have a gopher problem. And I thought um, – the go. so this has been going on for months now. Yeah. For those that have been following the podcast, I won't bore you too much. But essentially, I, I, I thought – a couple of weeks ago, I'd gotten rid of the gophers. You drowned I, it. I drowned it. And then four days later, one another gopher popped its head out. And well, I, we're not sure it's another gopher. It, it might have been the same gopher that I didn't do a good enough drowning. But anyway, a, a gopher popped its head out again. I tried to drown that. And then remarkably, yesterday or two days ago now, uh-huh. uh, another bloody gopher in a different spot in the yard, right? So mm-hmm. the, the two previously were right next to each other. This one was much closer to the back door. Uh, popped its head out, and Kate called me and said, "Hey, I've got really bad news." I said, "Oh no, what's wrong?" And she I'm said, pregnant. "Yeah, yeah, that's what I was expecting." Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. You were expecting that she was expecting. Yes, exactly. But she said, "No, there's another gopher." Oh. And I said, "You've got to be kidding me!" 
KB, there's no way there's... A... Anyway, so I tried to drown it again, and I turned that hose on, and I left that hose on for just about the entire day, so I'm quite nervous as to how my uh, water bill is, is going to, to, to... You don't have secondary water up there. Yeah, I don't know what that is, so... Uh... You don't know about secondary water? No, we've been through this, remember, and I, I'm like, yeah, I, I have water. Does it come from the house, or does it come from the ground? The ground. Then I, th- I would assume that's secondary water. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I I think that's good, right? Yeah, you just pay a a summer price and you can use it as long as you don't go way over your allotment, which it sounds like you maybe went over your allotment. Yeah, because that hose was on full bore for about five, six hours. Anyway, so last night we're sitting at uh, the dining room table, Uh which is right next to the kitchen and towards the back of the house. Instagram told me you had a wonderful sandwich for dinner. Yes, we had cheese, bacon. You've got to try it. It Kate came up with this. It looks sexy. If you're into brie cheese, it's... Game changer. Anyway, uh-huh. uh, we're sitting. This is right before we were eating. We were on uh, the FaceTime, uh-huh. calling mum and dad back home so that they could get some bubbles time. And he was actually eating uh, banana and avocado. It's his favorite meal. Sounds horrible. Uh, it's delicious. And if you, you have a newborn it? child, just put a banana and half an avocado in a in a grinder. You mm-hmm. know, a mixer, a blender. We call them blender. Thank you, and blend that bad boy up and. Little little man or little woman will be very, very happy for it. But nonetheless, we were just on the FaceTime to mum and dad back home. And all of a sudden we hear a whack. Yeah, right next to us. Uh-oh. The window that looks out to the backyard. And we go, oh my word, what was that? And feathers were on the window. Oh. And Kate, she's kind of the jumpier type kind of jumped out of her chair and said, oh my goodness, what is that? That's your Kate impression. Yeah. I, she's not going to like that. Pretty good, though. Yeah. Uh, thank you. So we get up and there's a hawk that is on the driveway right next to the window. And underneath the hawk, it has a bird. A bluebird. Uh, and we later learned that it was a blue jay. So do you think what happened was the hawk was chasing the bluebird or blue jay and the blue jay was trying to get away, ran into your window, knocked itself out, and the hawk went, ha, huh, dinner. Yes. And we're very fortunate because we have some storm windows. So we have two windows. Oh, double pane. Double pane. And, uh, and it didn't break. But I think if we didn't have that storm glass, it would have gone right through the secondary window. Oh. So we got secondary water at our house and secondary windows. Oh, it sounds like you guys are living right. Yeah, we're doing good. Yeah. And uh, nonetheless, so we, we, I'm like, Mom, i got to call you back. I've got to get a video of this because people aren't going to believe me. Mm-hmm. And she said, okay, call me, call me right back. Let me know how it goes. I said, sure. So I get the phone out start taking the taking a video. And right as I do that, Kate opens the back door. I said, well, what are you? And the hawk flies away. Oh. And I'm like, Kate, 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 what are you doing? I'm filming. Uh, yes, I'm like, I'm, I'm documenting. I'm going full David Attenborough on this. I love it. You know, we're in the wild, baby. And um, and she goes, well, I was trying to save the blue jay. Oh, she's got a heart. Yeah, she loves animals. And she's like, look, I'm all for the hawk eating because everybody needs to eat. But don't eat a blue jay. What would she rather the hawk eat? Uh, probably a pigeon. Magpie? Magpie or a yeah, crow or, or, or maybe even a seagull. So there's a hierarchy of birds according to your wife. Yeah, I assume. And blue jays are, are pretty high up on there. Yeah, she doesn't want blue jays being eaten. Well, how about a robin? Uh, you, we'd have to ask. We didn't go down the list. But anyway, so, so, the, so the hawk with the blue jay in its claws flew mm-hmm. to the back fence. So we went outside. And you, and you had this all on your Instagram story. That's how I learned about it firsthand. It was almost breaking news in our household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got, everyone grabbed around the phone. And, oh, I'm and so happy to it, hear. It, it was case. cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. so happy to hear. Uh, at Tom Can't Hack It is where you can find me. What's your – Casey Scott TV is where yeah. you can find Casey. And so anyway, we're outside and I'm like, hey, uh, what do you, you want to do? And I'm documenting all of this. And she goes, well, I want you to go, to go over there and, and get the Blue Jay. 
And I said, okay, you know, and I didn't know that hawks would attack. Well, but, yeah, well they've got sharp claws and beaks, and you're going to try to rip food out of its claws. Yeah, I would assume that they wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really, I wasn't thinking straight because but I was so flustered. I guess I, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where the Lord and Savior Kate's head was. Like, had you got this blue jay, uh-huh. uh, it's probably hurt, a little bit injured. I would think its neck would probably be broken. Maybe. It hit that bloody window pretty hard. And, and so had the bird been alive, would you have shoeboxed it, brought it in the house, and I dropped it and kind of nursed it back to health? I, I, I guess that's what Kate wanted me to do. Maybe, you know, blow some air into its lungs and little, hope that little, the beak doesn't Little mouth-to-beak resuscitation? Yeah. You know, they say you're supposed to push on their chest in compressions to uh, the Queen song, uh, Another One Bites Dust. Another one bites dust. Oh. That's that's the cadence. That's the kind of the momentum that you want. You could one. also use the Bee Gees, staying alive, staying alive, oh, 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 which is probably more apropos because you want the bird to live. Yeah. But you go over to get the bird, and what happens? Well, the hawk flies away with the, with the bird. Now, I, I do want to say this was a pretty big hawk. Like, like I don't know if – like this was one of the bigger hawks I've seen. Okay. And again, I didn't know if it was a hawk or an eagle, but I thought it was – we're in America. It had to be an eagle. Well, you don't know what an eagle looks like? Well, no, I couldn't really differentiate between a hawk and an eagle. An eagle's pretty big. I mean, it's really big. Like I mean, a, a, an eagle's bigger than a hawk? Oh, yeah, a lot bigger. Oh, really? Yeah. So, um, so I it's later found... It's kind of on like the emblem of the whole country. I mean, it's got a big white head and... Yeah, this didn't have a white head. But this was a sharp-shinned hawk. Oh, the sharp-shinned hawk. Yeah, for those, um, for those out there wondering. Those people um, who like to watch birds. And yeah. so, but let's get back to the story. So you go over there and you're going to rescue this blue jay. Yeah, and then the hawk flies away. And, and does was, it take the blue jay with him? Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It takes it off and the feathers start flying again because I think, I think the blue jay was dead, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but, how, but how did your wife take it? Oh, she was, she was a bit peeved by the whole, uh, the whole thing. She was like, no, the blue jay. So, so then she says, uh, she says, poor blue jay, poor blue jay, damn hawk. Oh. The, a direct quote from, from Kate. That's the, they were the they were the three sentences that came out of her mouth, yeah, and very fitting, I think, for what happened. Mm. But I, have have you ever had something like that happen? Well, so um, my 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 older brother is uh, kind of rednecky. He's and, a cowboy. Yeah, and he likes to hunt, and my dad likes to hunt, and. Um, for my 16th birthday, I got a gun cabinet, a duck hunting outfit, and a shotgun. That sounds nearly as bad as, as what Bowden was experiencing when he received a set of golf clubs, I imagine. Because I wanted to go to my parents like, do you know me? Because I don't even like to hunt. But I thought, I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. So I went out with them and basically you just walk around and watch a dog scare up birds and then you shoot them. But what we found out is that me and my younger brother, Ryan, we were tasked with cleaning the birds. And if you've ever cleaned a bird after it's been shot, that's a horrible experience. So you didn't even get to shoot the gun? No, no, not at this one because I'm just learning the art of hunting. So oh. I had to see what it was, you know, kind of take it you in. You were in like initiation stage. So true story, 100% true. Next time I'm allowed to shoot. I'm allowed to go. You know, my dad wanted to make sure I wasn't going to shoot anybody and just, you know, because safety is very important when yes. you're using guns. So we're out in this field out in uh, like northern Ogden and there's this chucker and it's up on this kind of tree and the tree's kind of old and bent over. And my dad goes, that's yours. That's yours. And I go, OK. So I load up my gun. I aim it right at this chucker. I take a deep breath. Fire. Hit the branch. The bird falls down and breaks its neck. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even kill the bird. The fall killed the bird. 
But then the worst part about it is, and Dad, you know this if you've ever been duck hunting or bird hunting, you know what you do just to make sure the bird's dead? Step on it? No. You grab it by the neck. Oh, dear. And you ring it around. And then you know what you do? What do you do? You take the bird and you put it in a specially designed vest to carry those. There's a little pouch in the back. So you're just walking around with a dead duck on your back. If it's a good day, you got seven. Wow. Whatever the limit is, I don't you know. You wouldn't want the foxes to come out, would you, or the wolves? You got a gun. Yeah, but, you know. Maybe it's not fox season. A couple of wolves out there, you know, surround you. Yeah. Like, like the sharks. Let me just put it this way. If you're turning into Dadtastic to get hunting tips from Tom and myself. It's not the right podcast for you. Yeah, probably not. But if you want a good brie cheese sandwich recipe. Oh, let me tell you about this quickly. Okay. Okay, so this is how you. This is how this this this, this thing operates. And Kate made this up right from scratch. And, it, and this wasn't the first time we'd done this. It, a couple of years ago, she but it's morphed into what it is today. She designed this. So essentially, you cook some bacon, right? right? And don't buy the microwavable bacon. It's just it's for, unless you have five kids, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah, okay. Cook, cook the good stuff. Which yeah. you look, Case, you come across as if you're more of a microwavable guy. I don't mind a microwavable bag of. Bacon. bacon, yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll even eat it cold because it's already pre-cooked. Yeah. See, that's I, – I can't get on that train. With I'm you, all right with Anyway, it. so you cook some bacon and um, and then you put uh, two, uh, two slices of bread, assuming you're making two sandwiches down, with butter on the bottom of them. Start sizzling the butter, butter on, on the, the bottom. Yeah, bottom of the bottom of the bun. Yeah, so you can get that nice brown. Yeah, the nice yeah. crispiness. And then you put the brie cheese down and you put the bacon on top of that. Okay. And then on the other slice of bread that's going to go on top of all of this, you put some uh, fig – well, you can put whatever jam. Like Kate, Kate put some raspberry jalapeno jam on hers. I put fig and ginger jam on mine. Um, Sounds horrible. Fig and ginger, yeah, delicious. Huh? Um, and then, uh, and then you kind of put the the, the bun back on uh, the second piece of bread on top of the bacon and brie cheese, and oh, and we also put some pears in there, some sli- sliced pears. You just cleaning out the fridge, or you actually put thought into this? No, no, so um, like back home in Australia and throughout Europe, and I assume in parts of America as well, like, um, pears and cheese go really well together. Hand in hand? Yeah, so if you ever go to like a, uh, a wine and cheese restaurant, cafe, whatever they call them, you'll often see, if you get a plate of cheese, it'll have fruit on, on yeah. the plate as well. And pear is something that goes really well with cheese. And okay. So anyway, we added pear to ours. But, uh, and then you toast it, and you let the brie cheese, which is already pretty gooey, mm-hmm. really kind of warm up. Brie is a soft cheese. It is. It's, a, it's the wheel, the, the miniature wheel, um, and, and then away you go. And then you kind of toast both sides, make sure butter's on both sides of the bun. And, um, man, it is... So basically, you just so, made a hipster grilled cheese. I guess if you want to call it that, it's kind of like a fancy grilled cheese sandwich with a few added uh, ingredients, but really good. Really, accoutrements, I promise. huh? Accoutrements. That's what they call the stuff that you add into it. Wow, case you are smarter. fancy. Yeah, you are. You are much smarter than I would. I didn't know what that meant, and I graduated from college, and you didn't. Well, I'm a couple credits shy, but I did go to that class. Nice. I actually got it from the movie uh, 40-Year-Old Virgin. But oh, so you didn't learn it in college. <laughs> no, I didn't learn it in college. <laughs> hey, you've been listening to Dadtastic, a podcast about two dads. We'd love for you to rate, share, and subscribe. We want you to have a wonderful day. Dadtastic is a KSL podcast. We love you, and we mean it. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. 
they pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.